Hello, everybody. Welcome to CIO Leadership Live. I am Kirat Uttar, contest, uh, content strategist at Foundry, and I will be your host for this episode. Uh, we have a special guest with us, Abhijit Chatterjee, CIO at TCG Life Sciences. Uh, hello. Uh, Hi. Abhijit, it's a pleasure to have you with us, uh, and it's a pleasure to conduct this, this interview. Abhijit, you've been a leader in the technology space for about 27 years. I'd like to know a little bit about your journey as a technology leader so far and uh, how uh, it has led you to TCG Life Sciences. Yeah, uh, that's a long question. Um, let me try to see if I can give you a very, uh, maybe a 10,000 uh, fit view. Um, so um, uh, I sort of started my career in India. I was did my schooling and both my university in Canada, uh, came back in 98 and started with my own company, uh, which was primarily in um, uh, back-end uh, development services, rather. Uh, from there on, I moved into Excite. I spent a bit of time in Excite uh, setting up their uh, uh, new business initi initiatives, which is specifically in and around the internet uh, technology at that point of time. Um, from then on, I have worked with companies uh, in BFSI, which is with Sray. I worked with uh, Caterpillar dealership companies, which is Tractors with the Limited, where I spent a significant amount of time. Uh, I also started my SAP uh, journey over there. Um, we did a very large-scale multi-geography rollout of uh, uh, SAP uh, application. Um, I think the digital transformation initiative sort of started during that phase as well from um, early 2010 onwards, probably. I've always sort of... Uh, preferred innovation. Um, rather than using traditional old technology, I sort of focused in terms of what the business challenges really are and how technology can be infused to give not just uh, the strategic value, but also drive efficiency within the organization um, so that there is some kind of a return on the investment the company makes. Um, from there on, I worked with KCT, which is primarily into uh, multiple different types of services, you know, ranging from coal mining, real estate, aquaculture, maybe SAP implementation and several digital transformation initiatives, moving literally the entire infrastructure into cloud. Um, worked with a re renewable energy company and then sort of uh, uh, was deeply engaged in a rural e-commerce company called Sehej, uh, where... Uh, it is a very interesting journey whether you set up uh, digital initiatives and you know various type of citizen services, financial services that you provide to the rural India, uh, specifically at the gram panchayat level. Uh, TCG Life and sort of um, you know along the journey or along the journey of my life, so to say, I sort of came over to TCG Life Sciences, uh, joined here in 2021. Um, unlike the rest of the industries uh, um, I have been involved in, this probably is very different. I never realized pharma is so difficult, uh, so different. Um, and all through in the career, we talked about uh, machine learning, we talked about AI, we talked about digital transformation, we talked about data as, as, a, as gold. Truly in the pharmaceutical or life sciences vertical, you realize how important data is, um, how important and critical transformation is. Um, so this is a very, very, interesting in, in industry, fastly evolving. And I think all of us, including you, um, I think we realize the impact of this industry specifically from 2019 when COVID hit, hit us. Uh, 
I think it sort of paved the way for the rest of the um, pharmaceuticals or biotech companies, companies like us to evolve, innovate as we move forward. It's extremely challenging. Um, there is significant opportunities in terms of uh, how this industry will grow, evolve, leverage on cutting edge technologies. And uh, so far in the last two and a half years that I've been here, it has been a very, very interesting journey. We took a lot of very, very new, very interesting initiatives in the industry. Uh, hopefully the company will benefit uh, in, in some form or the other, and I assume they are getting benefited. Uh, but I think uh, the vision for the future is um, innovation, um, is uh, leveraging technology uh, to suit uh, the requirements of this specific vertical, rather, and to see how quickly we can deliver the services so people like us, you and me, at the end of the day, in the end of the cycle uh, of the pharmaceutical journey, we get can we get the benefit because at the end of the day, it produces medicines we are which we all require. So it, yeah, it has been a very interesting journey so far. That is uh, that's quite the adventurous journey you've had, and uh, so has TCG uh, Life Sciences uh, been dabbling in uh, you know emerging technology, which is funny because that is where uh, the conversation is headed. Uh, because emerging technologies is something that all in your organize all organizations are focused on and you mentioned artificial intelligence and machine learning they hold potential to revolutionize various aspects of life sciences uh, could you maybe share with us how tcg specifically is leveraging these technologies to enhance research development and other key areas with uh, um, due respect to certain confidentiality i'll try to be uh, try to give you as much detail as i can um, I will not make the statements very generic to TCG life sciences per se, but uh, I will give you a perspective of how industries like are, are utilizing uh, machine learning and AI. Uh, so obviously uh, advanced drug discovery is one area where you can do molecular mod modeling. Uh, AI you can use for uh, simulate molecular structures, uh, predict how different type of compounds will interact. Um, machine learning algorithms, uh, when trained on uh, vast type of reaction databases that a company can have, can suggest a potential drug candidate more rapidly than your traditional research can. Um, prediction in bioactivity is another area where you can analyze large data sets and to predict biological activity of thousands of molecules, so to say. Um, the other benefits I think one can accrue is enhanced data analysis, which is which I just talked about a few minutes ago. Um, Truly, data is gold. I mean, over here. I mean, it's it's uh, the interpretation that we can get from the data is is uh, phenomenal. Uh, instruments in that we use in uh, analytical labs uh, produce vast amount of data, and machine algorithms can actually analyze these data set, picking up patterns and anomalies that might be missed out uh, in manual review process. Uh, then, obviously, uh, you have this uh, predictive analysis uh, uh, in terms with the uh, data analytics uh, interpretations that you have that you can actually garner. Uh, the other areas uh, where I think these two technologies are helping in optimizing lab procedures, um, a little futuristic. Certainly, we are not using it right now, but uh, you can actually do automation of experiments. So, AI driven robotic system can carry out experiments. This is actually happening in pathology labs in many places. For example, it's happening in uh, Quest Labs in US. So they use robotics to do pathology reactions, right? So um, systems can carry out experiments, uh, adjusting the parameters on the fly based on the real-time results. 
I talked about the enhanced analysis a few minutes ago. You can take that sort of uh, uh, integrate that process in the automation lab automation process. In predictive maintenance also, we have a large role. Some part of it we are also going to try to use over here. It can predict uh, when the machine will need maintenance, minimizing downtime of research phase because you know, uptime is very critical because it's sort of a, a we run operations in three shifts. Uh, in certain industry, we are not uh, heavily into that. Uh, genomics analysis, it can analyze fast genomics data sets, understanding gene expressions and patterns, uh, gene functions. So image recognition is something which we will try to use. Um, we have large amount of image assets uh, that we actually produced out of biology research. Uh, so the biology microscope or any other uh, imaging techniques that we use, ML can identify structures, it can identify cells or anomalies more rapidly than manual analysis. Um, the last couple of areas, obviously, uh, more an operational area, uh, supply chain automation is something uh, uh, predict the demand of chemicals and reagents that we continuously keep on using. Uh, certain uh, certain ones may have a large lead time based on, so we actually have a already an application process which we are running internally, where right from the lab to the supply chain people, to the vendors, back inside the labs, we have an integrated application. Um, there, if we infuse this, it can actually predict rather than going up to the lab or waiting for requisitions, that what would be the consumption pattern be like in the next six months and be able to pre-order them because the delivery lead times can sometimes be quite long. Um, it can help in energy automations. We're also putting up certain um, solar initiatives within the company for to addressing our CSR requirements. They're also, I think it can sort of uh, uh, play a role. One area where we have started a lot of um, uh, traction is reaction predictions. Uh, Algorithms can predict outcomes of a reaction, uh, uh, assisted, assisting our bench chemists in developing new synthesis pathways and improving the existing ones. What I mean by that, when you have a target to reach, um, you really have to run multiple reactions to reach that. Now, there's a lot of failed reactions because you don't know exactly what, which is an optimized pathway, both in terms of time and cost. Now, if there is a chemical synthesis application, which is AI-based, which sort of harnesses the chemical rules and the kind of a data that you have for the last, you know, we have been operating in 2000 and 2001, and there are a lot of public data as well, um, a lot of publications uh, as well. So based on the entire analysis of that, it can predict that pathway. I do not have to go through the failed reaction process. Uh, it saves time. It also saves cost on consumption of raw material. So optimizing these reaction conditions, machine learning models can uh, determine the best, best conditions, both in terms of temperature, pressure, catalyst, chemical reactions, and it can also enhance the yield and purity. This is very, very critical. Uh, so uh, the integration of machine learning and AI in, in the kind of services that we have, like in biology, chemistry, and analytical services, not only optimizes our uh, research and development, but it also streamlines our backend operations, as I've just described, and also helps in, um, in the decision-making process. So it's a I think in the last uh, two, year, two, and a half, two and a half years that I've been here, we have taken a pivotal shift towards the uh, accelerated discovery process, enhanced efficiency, and robust, uh, robust uh, uh, data management uh, uh, in, in, this, in, our, in, our, in our company. But I think it's still a long ways to go. I think we have just started scratching on the tip of the iceberg. So I think uh, the journey is still pretty long and you know in front of us uh, to really garner the 
true benefits of this uh, of this uh, technology offering uh, very clearly these are uh, very exciting times for the life sciences uh, industry with so many changes taking place uh, and if these changes these technologies can lead to improvement in people's lives uh, people's health um, i think there's nothing like it and i think that's what technology is there for uh, before we let you go i have one question that i think i'm asking on behalf of everyone because it's on everyone's mind will gen ai or chat gpt replace human talent or cause major job losses in the it industry uh, and how do you think cios can work to retain the best human talent obviously will be customer support um uh, content generation um data entry analysis and basic software development right and you're already seeing technology and tools in around these areas um the customer support ivr systems this is there's a lot of companies is completely automated and sometimes you talk about you know you talk about the talk to a computer so to say um so this is something where i see an immediate effect okay depersonalization okay so over reliance of ai for tasks uh, specifically in um, uh, customer interactions might lead to depersonalization i just gave an example in terms of the ivr we don't get to hear any humans at the end of the day and that makes me nervous right a lot of times when i'm having an issue specifically if it's a financial issue and i don't get to talk to somebody who's a human it makes me nervous right um, um so that human touch the 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 intuition the emotion is is will be lost so that it is going to be an impact uh, uh for to us people like us skill redundancy um and i think uh, uh as ai becomes more evolves further and get becomes more skillful and adept in tasks it might be diminishing the need for certain skills that i just talked about a few minutes ago um and that previously were very important and had a large employment base that's the negative side there is obviously positive side job evolution so um as there will be some menial areas where uh, jobs which might actually go um historically if you see technology advancements has created more jobs so i am i am sure that in some point of time uh, people will be there who are, becomes experts in this area and you would require people to sort of revolving around this particular domain where you need to train to maintain to oversee these ai systems uh productivity obviously is a key area for tasks which are time consuming uh, do not require a lot of human intervention um which can focus on sort of allowing us to focus on more strategic initiatives more creative initiatives rather than doing the mundane tasks so those things can be automated decision making obviously would be better because uh, as i said the use of ai ml with computer computer com- com- quantum computing i believe will revolutionize it and i think uh, uh, ai can aid the human decision making process res- you know resulting in more informed much more better choices cost efficiency will obviously be a critical one which i feel i think uh, uh, it will help in reducing your overhead cost um scales and efficiency is another area the scale uh, you know uh, sort of organization organizations can handle tasks uh, at a scale uh, which was unfathomable uh, earlier right 
AI is 24 by 7. It's not a human. So you can run something unlike human. It doesn't require breaks unless they create a union and uh, they sort of uh, go on a strike. I'm sure that too will happen at some point of the time in the future. But till then, I think you have a 24 by 7 operations. Reduction of errors. And I mean, systems will not make errors in general if you, um, if you program it correctly then it can actually identify the errors and you know, give a, a much better fine-tuned results, which humans can't. Uh, obviously, I talked about a few minutes ago, AI trainers, AI ethical managers, you know, oversight uh, heads, these kind of stuff, specifically in the software engineering domain, um, um, in controlling domain, in statutory domains, um, governing domains, I think people will have see different type of roles which will evolve. Uh, in the future, um, I think uh, as I think uh, uh, more pervasive use happens, we will see more businesses integrating with generative AI in their operations, uh, from content creation to um, um, software development. I think it will come in phases. Initially, obviously, people will have certain restrictions towards it, but gradually there will be an adoption. Um, so that's one thing. Uh, collaborative AI, instead of replacing human roles, um, I think uh, AI will be used as a collaborator uh, where uh, AI human team sort of will work together. I think that is a foreseeable future. Um, but there will be also some ethical guidelines and uh, ethical concerns as AI becomes more integrated. Question will be how autonomous AI would be in terms of its decision-making process. Thank you very much for that detailed answer. That this does cover all possible bases of people's assumptions about AI. And certainly some of those things will be very true in the near and far future. Um, that brings me to the end of this episode of CIO Leadership Live. Uh, Abhijit, thank you so much for sharing your valuable insights into changing CIO role, emergence of digital innovation and rapid adoption of AI automation, ML and all the new trends in data security and cybersecurity. Uh, this has been a deeply enriching conversation and it has certainly uh, given me lots to think about um, when it comes to all of the changes that are taking place in your industry and how technology can take us forward. Uh, thank you everyone for watching. Um, until next time, this is Kirat uh, signing off from CIO Leadership Live. Thank you very much. <laughs>